Now today it's a different place All the same with a new face With strange mysteries hanging in the air People in their sane minds Swear they see you today Welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. I'm your host, Tessa Morrow, and those awesome tunes are, of course, courtesy of Bobby Mackey. You know by now what I'm all about. The paranormal and supernatural, the unexplained and the unknown, everything bizarre, scary, spooky, and everything in between. Now, while this bonus episode is not anything paranormal, it is super scary. The coronavirus. COVID-19, whatever you want to call it, whatever country you are in, you know what this is. Like yellow fever or the bubonic plague, it has succeeded by bringing fear into our lives and into our homes. (coughs) A lot of people cringe when they hear that sound these days. A person coughing. One of my social media friends, Robert, he recently came face to face with this terrifying virus. And he is now, thankfully, in recovery. On Facebook, his posts about the virus kept popping up on my feed, and I found it very informative and interesting. I read it, and I would call my mom or another family member and share the information. This is a true, chilling account from a gentleman who has dealt with this firsthand. He is currently recovering from this virus that has already claimed so many lives. The numbers obviously keep going up, but as of right now, the deaths are at 50,508, with the cases being at 986,775. And it says those that have recovered, 206,372. Robert is one of the very special people that has recovered from this. And it's a shame that not every other person has been able to do this. It's just a horrible virus that is just knocking people left and right. I think it's very important that Robert share his story. And I'll tell you why. He survived this, you guys. He, he's been to hell and back with this thing. It seems every day the news, it's always the same. More deaths here, more deaths there. While many are dying, many are also surviving. Some of you may have dealt with this yourselves or know someone who is suffering from this horrible virus or even worse, someone who, you know, has passed away from this. In this bonus episode, you're going to hear so many different things from this gentleman. And if this episode can help just one person, it needs to be done. Without further delay, let me welcome my very special guest on. Robert, welcome to Paranormal Prowlers podcast. I I know you're in the moment in recovery mode. So I really do appreciate you being on and joining me for this very, very special episode. It means so much. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's not, not something I'd want to do, do an episode about. I mean, being, being sick is definitely not a, uh, something to be proud of or anything, but I am glad that I'm able to share my experience. I I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. That's one of the reasons to come on here is, you know, you hear a million different things, and what, what there really is is there's a lot of fear over this, and uh, rightfully so. Uh, you see a lot of people dying from this. You see uh, people getting sick. You see the government's panicking, everybody shutting everything down. Yeah. You know, and there, there is a reason for this. You know, as I was telling you earlier, they, they hit me a little harder than most. So I, I can't say that this is my that my experience is for everybody. 
because I had just gotten back from Asia uh, over the Christmas break, and I ended up with a really bad blood bacteria. Uh, from, I ate something with feces in it in Thailand, some street food, and I ended up with bacteria in my blood. I mean, I got really sick. Uh, so they went in and they uh, went through my whole body, uh, killed all the bacteria. And so my immune system was already low. And then I got one, two sucker punched with this uh, corona. I don't even know how I got it. I have no idea. I got it weeks ago uh, in Denver. And uh, the first thing I noticed was I, I was sitting in one of our production meetings and my face felt really hot. And it was starting to sweat. I was like, well, that's weird. And then it just kind of went away. I didn't think much about it. The next day, my face got really, really hot again, and I'd woken up with a bad headache. And I'm like, well, that's weird. So I took some aspirin. You know, I'm a man. So I took some aspirin, throw a Band-Aid on it, some duct tape, and I'm good, right? Right. So it was a Saturday morning. I woke up, and all of a sudden, I just felt it in my chest. And it felt like a cold ball. You know, like if you're, if you're coughing real bad, you just feel it in your chest? Yeah. Mine hit, hit so hard. I, I woke up. I opened my eyes. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, that's the first thing I thought. I knew I had Corona immediately. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. When you have it, you will absolutely know. There will be no question in your mind. Uh, you're just going to have it. Now, some symptoms that they don't tell you about that I had was, yes, I had a fever. I started off at 101. I think I sent you the thermometers. I started off at 101, went up to 102, almost went up to 104. But I had really bad diarrhea, like really bad. I had bad stomach problems that they don't tell you about. Yeah. And the other thing they don't tell you about is, my hearing was affected to a degree at the, at the height of this. Oh. And also, I couldn't smell very well. And I also, it is still to this day, right now, I still can't taste food very well. I can taste sweet okay, but anything else tastes really salty to me. Oh, uh, interesting. So wow. I know it sounds like a really weird thing to have happen, but that, that is a symptom. Uh, maybe not for everybody, but definitely for me. You know, when, as soon as I knew I had it, I tried to stay at home. Um, my company wanted me to go get tested. I'm like, guys, why would I go test? I know I'm sick. And they're like, well, we still want to see a test. So I tried to go to the hospital, Swedish Health in uh, Denver. And uh, I went in there, and they took, took my temperature. As soon as they saw my temperature, and they were all wrapped up in hazmat suits and everything, scared. Oh. And uh, as soon as they saw my temperature, they isolated me in a room. And then they actually uh, would only talk to me by telephone. I think I sent you the picture of that telephone. Uh, they were only talking to me by freaking telephone. The doctor was talking to me. He's like, well, Mr. Myers, you know, it's just too dangerous to have you in the hospital. I'm like, are you, are you shitting me? I came here to get help. They're like, well, no, no, you got to you gotta go home, Mr. Myers, and uh, isolate. I was like, okay, well, I, so I went home, and I isolated, and, you know, I dealt with it, and my wife started to send me, I, you know, I really had no medicine. My wife discovered Amazon. You know, she's Vietnamese. She's in Vietnam. Yeah. They don't have Amazon over there. Well, she discovered Amazon, <laughs> and she sent me... I mean, I couldn't even get any sleep. Every five minutes, the damn door would ring, and there's Amazon again with another delivery. And I'm talking oil, steam machine, uh, cough drops, vitamin C, sage. I mean, just every single thing you could possibly ever think of. Uh, Pepto, she sent me like six bottles of Pepto Bismol because I was having diarrhea. I mean, it was insane how much stuff she sent me. Vitamin Cs. And what she told me, my wife's very smart. And she researched all this, treatments, everything. Yeah. So there really is no cure for this. There's really no good medicine. I took uh, Dayquil Severe. That actually seemed to help. I mean, some stuff for my stomach and my diarrhea, which is Pepto-Bismo. But the main thing you have to do with this and realize there's no real cure for this. Your body has to beat it. Yeah. So the number one thing you need to do is support your immune system. Take the stuff. Keep hydrated. Take vitamin C. Take your vitamins. Uh, everything you can to stay 
as healthy as you can to support your body's immune system. That's the number one thing to do. And, you know, stay away from everybody. And the other thing I'd say, too, is you know, I did some research, and back in 1918, there was something that hit, that hit the world called the Spanish flu. It was brought back to America from the Doughboys and everything, coming back from the war and all that stuff. Uh, it actually killed 50 million people in a one-year period. Oh, my God. That, yes, well, between, 20, between 20 to 50 million people worldwide in a one-year period. This has killed, what, about 30,000 people in about four months, five months. Uh, let's keep this in perspective. You know, yes, there's going to be some people who get sick. A lot of people that are really getting ill, ill, have underlying conditions. Uh, for the vast majority of us, 95, 97%, we're going to be just fine. We're going to be sick. It's going to suck. Yes, we're going to be coughing. Yes, we're going to have a fever. Yes, we're going to have some stomach issues. We're not going to be able to taste shit for a while, but we're going to be okay. Washing our hands, making sure we're not spreading it so we are protecting our most vulnerable, which are our elderly, our babies. Uh, that is important. But for the vast majority, for our health, this is not a panic moment. It is a moment of clarity where we're supposed to be taking care of ourselves and one another, uh, washing our hands, keeping social distance. I think the government response to this has been incredible. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I'm not that smart. Uh, you know, I'm an old Marine, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it has devastated our economies and our in our uh, you know our jobs and everything else. And I, if they're seeing something I'm not, maybe they are. But this seems like a huge response for something that is dangerous. Yes, but I think it needs to be treated appropriately and not with a huge amount of fear that. 98% of people are going to be fine if they get. So, you know, for, for what it's worth, you know? Right, absolutely. And, you know... Well, I think everybody just needs to take a breath. Yes, absolutely. I, you know, Robert, I'm, for the most part, healthy... I'm in my mid-30s, and I, I do have an issue with asthma, though, and it was so interesting because for the yep. first time since this is, since, you know, COVID hit, I woke up last night, probably like around three-ish, four-ish, and I was like, <gasps> and I just like could not get a deep breath in, and it was like the scariest thing, and thankfully, I like fumbled in the dark and grabbed my inhaler, which I hadn't used for a very long time, and I ended up being okay, yeah. but it just like... It's so important for people to just take precaution and like for the people who have like the respiratory illnesses and stuff and it is a Those bit scary. You need to look out and, and take precautions. Like, yeah, like yourself, you need to really watch what you're doing and keep so I mean for you it's most important to keep social distance, stay away. But you know, there's been so you know, it can stay in the air for nine hours. Uh, with droplets and you can still get it. It can stay on a surface like a, like a stainless steel surface for up to nine days and still be viable. I mean, it's really hard to beat something like that. Right. Uh, even, you know, there's still so much unknown about it, but I would just say let's not panic. Don't go to the hospital unless you need to. You know, you're going to have people like yourself if you do get it and you're going to need actual help and you got people there that, you know, are just there because of fear and not because they actually need help. They should be at home isolated. And they're taking up your bed spot. That's not cool either. So the people that really need it should be at the hospital. The people that are just sick and have, have oh, and if you have any sinus issues, you don't have corona. There is no runny nose. There's no stuffy nose. That does not exist. So if you have that, congratulate yourself. High five. You do not have corona. <laughs> it's allergies. You will have fever. <laughs> That's right. You will have fever. You will have shortness of breath. And I did not have any shortness of breath except just a tiny, tiny bit. So I didn't have the breathing issues that some people are experiencing. But fever, uh, coughing, you'll cough so damn hard, 
you feel like your lungs are going to come out and it's going to burn and it's going to hurt. But that does not mean you're dying. That does not mean go to the hospital. That means it means you're going through the process. The whole process from start to finish lasts about 10 to 12 days. And then what the doctors have told me is after your first symptom, seven days after you show your first symptom, you can no longer give it to anybody else. That's what I've heard from health departments, doctors, and I actually have that in writing that I sent to you. Yeah. Uh, seven days from when you show your first symptom. But that doesn't mean go out there and cough all over everybody and be all braggy about it. Just, you know, be mindful, you know. And even if you have, like, what I'm experiencing, I've recovered from it. And I'm walking around. I'm walking people wearing gloves and everything. I can, you know, there's been a million people that have gotten it now. There's been one person that's got it twice. So it is possible wow. there's such a minuscule possibility to get it twice. Right. That it's not even worth considering. So, but you got to be mindful, too. You know, people are still scared. Even if you've recovered from it, don't go out there and act crazy. You know what I mean? Still, still try to be respectful of people because they don't know that you've recovered from it. So still wash your hands. Do what's right out there and don't create panic. Right. Well, you know, and it's interesting because there's some people that are like, that are frightened, which is, you know, understandably so. But then you have some people like I live in Colorado part of the time. That's where I'm from. But also I live in North Carolina. Basically, Camp Lejeune's my backyard. And I'm out here oh, right okay. now in Camp Lejeune. And it's interesting, you know, like. I, I used to be, I, I still am, but I took a break from it. I DoorDash. I, you know, deliver food for people and stuff, go to the restaurants. Yeah. My boyfriend was even saying it's like a, like a zombie movie. I feel like that, you know, these places that are usually so hopping busy, you know, with like 30 wait staff and like 200 people coming in to eat. Now you go in, yeah. there's one person in there, yeah. you know, one cook and one manager, the lights are off. The chairs are on the tables. It feels like a zombie's going to pop out at any moment. But it's like there's yep. some people that like I went grocery shopping today because I, I kind of felt like I, I had to finally get some stuff. But I was super careful. And yet there were so many other people that were like coughing and sneezing and, and not covering. And I know they said that when you cough or sneeze that the droplets can like like travel 27 feet. And I'm like, oh, that's. Yes. Like right now you should like, like, I don't know. I was raised by my mom and dad, cover your mouth, you know, but a lot of people don't do that. And it's just like, Correct. what are you guys thinking? There was even one restaurant, Robert, that they just shut down because they had like 150 people in there as if it was just like a regular day. And it's like, you can't do that. <laughs> Not right now right. anyways, you know? And then you, you, you're also here. I want to debunk something else too. You hear people saying that uh, masks don't work. That's, Incorrect. In N95 mask is the only one you should be wearing. It's the only one that can filter the bacteria out. But masks go both ways. You know, the virus is spread through where? Your nose and your mouth. Yeah. That's how the transmission spread. If you cover your freaking mouth up and seal it on your face properly, you're not going to be spreading it to a bunch of other people. It's not just so you can't breathe the shit in it, so you can't breathe it out. Right. You can have this thing a week without and spread it without knowing it. So uh, masks do work. That's why you see every single doctor, you don't see them without a mask. You know, they put a mask on because it does help. It does protect them. So if you do have a mask, wear it when you're in public. Uh, wear it, you know, when you're around people closely. I mean, I, I would. But then again, I'm the one that I also got the stuff to. I was wearing masks. I still got it. Uh, so maybe, you know, maybe I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But, you know, but anything you could do to help, especially... People that are at risk should definitely be wearing masks, should definitely be washing their hands often. You know, my, my, the owner of my company, 
Um, he actually has COPD. He's 62 years old. If he gets these, he'll be in trouble. So he'll actually get home. He'll wear gloves in the office, a mask. When he's having meetings, stay a social distance. He gets home, he actually takes all of his clothes off, puts them in the washing machine, and puts on a new set of clothes. So they can actually stick to your clothes, can stick to your feet. I mean, like, you know, the unseen, man, you know, that bacteria can travel on anything. So, yeah, you know, if you're at risk, take care of yourself. You know, look, you have to have, have more looking out. Stay at home. You know, but for the rest of us, we're, most of us are going to be just fine. Uh, we're going to be okay. We're all going to get through this, guys. Uh, but we need definitely need to protect the people that are the most vulnerable, our elderly, children, people that are at risk, people with asthma. Just be mindful. You know, even if you know you're going to be okay if you get it, don't be a jerk. Right. So be mindful of the people around you and try to take care, wash your hands, that sort of thing. So, and for God's sakes, please stop buying all the toilet paper. My Thank God. you. Diarrhea I... is bad, but it doesn't require <laughs> 10,000 things of toilet paper. <laughs> I know. You know I, went to, I, went to the, I went to Walmart, and there's like this little old man, you know, trying to find toilet paper. He's just trying to wipe his, you know, he's not trying to stock it. He just wants to use it to wipe his butt. Oh. I, actually had to go. I went to my house. I got him three rolls of toilet paper. I mean, just poor guy couldn't get any oh. toilet paper. It's horrible. That's awesome that you did that. Bless your heart. I mean, it is sad. There, you know, there was one picture that I saw floating around social media, and it showed an old, like, older woman hunchback standing there in front of like an aisle that was bare, and it said, "Hoarders, I hope you're proud of yourselves." Like, this is what's happening, and it's so true. And but you know, it's like people like you that actually sympathize and give give what you have away. There was one case that I saw. This guy went to Walmart. He he had his car filled with toilet paper, and when people were walking out, he was giving it to them. He was giving it to people, giving these rolls yeah, and these containers. Cool. And it's it's really sad that that's what it has to be now. Like, when I went to the store today, there was no Kleenex. There was no paper. Well, there was, like, a little paper towels, but there was no nothing. No, not even any napkins. Um, no toilet paper, nothing. Yeah. And... Right. Yeah, it's just, it is crazy. I was, I'm kind of kidding around just saying, wow, 2020, yeah. the year that toilet paper went extinct. Who would have thought, you know? Well, you know, it's like, I'll leave you this I go back to work, but, you know, this is a huge monumental thing that's happening to us. And, you know, two, two people are going to go two ways with this. It's either going to bring out the absolute best in humanity or it's going to bring out the worst. I would like to think and I would like to have hope in humanity that we are all going to band together. And I don't care if you're a Republican, you're a Democrat. I don't care. Right. We're all in this together. Corona doesn't give a shit what you are. Absolutely. We all need to band together. We have plenty of time to fight about politics later. Right. Let's band together. Let's do what's right. Let's help our neighbors. Uh, let's show a little bit of love in the communities, man. You know what I mean? I, it, it is sad. I, I served two tours in Afghanistan. Uh, I was shot twice. I received two purple hearts. Jeez. And it is, uh, it's heartbreaking watching people fight each other. Now, I've actually fought real enemies. And it's heartbreaking to watch my country fight each other during this time. Like, come on, guys. Everybody get together. Uh, I think China didn't play very fair with us on this thing, though. I think they, they didn't tell us. We weren't prepared like we should have been. And we're going to deal with that situation, too, coming up. So we're going to need to be a lot of together now. Right. So please, everybody, anybody that's listening, you know, let's, let's be one here, guys. You know, there's hope. We're going to make it through this. And, uh, you know, God bless everybody. Robert, that was beautifully so, said. I, I the phone. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you for your service. And recover nicely. Uh, yeah, I, I will definitely do that. And uh, I will definitely help, help others as much as I can now. 
uh, now that I've made it through it. So I hope everybody else does the same. So thank you very much, and you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And uh, stay safe out there, hon. Thanks, Robert. You too. We'll talk later. Bye. Amazing. So that is from not only a war hero receiving Purple Hearts, but from a man who has dealt with this virus. And it's amazing what he's gone through and that he has survived. And I think that, again, if this could just help one person out, but you guys, it is so important to know that this will pass and the normal that we're used to will come back slowly, but absolutely surely. And so, again, a huge, huge thank you to Robert Myers for being on what a rock star. And even right now, he is working right now, even though he's still in recovery. Can't give it to anybody, but still just, wow, me, I'd be a baby in bed probably for several more days. But uh, anyways, you guys, you're not alone. Stay strong. This bonus episode's special city shout out go to Porter, Oklahoma, Tarpon Springs, Florida, Wichita, Kansas, North Salt Lake, Utah, and Brownsville, Texas. You guys stay safe and we'll see you next week.